Welcome back to the Georgia 2024 show in the new year. Welcome to my co-host, Bill Quinn. Thank you, Todd. You, Happy you new year, new, my friend. Happy new year to you. You got a new shirt color. Was that a Christmas present or? <laughs> no, you know, I, I, I like to, I like to rotate around a little bit. Actually, I got an interesting question at one of the groups about a week ago. They, they saw me in these, um, turtlenecks cause I like keeping my neck warm and yeah. they're like, does that have that little Star Trek logo actually on it? <laughs> Well, the red guys get killed, you know, so. Blue yeah, guys that's right. They're all named Guy. <laughs> so uh, we're brought to you by the Georgia Record, georgiarecord.com. Sign up for our newsletters. Sign up for our Rumble channel, CDM1. That's really important. We need to grow the distribution. Sign up. We're on X, Getter, Gab, uh, Truth, everywhere. So uh, not everywhere. We're not on the communist platforms because we got kicked off. But uh, we're, we're on the ones that matter. So please follow us. Sign up for our no-ad subscriptions. That is really important. Uh, we, you know, the, the beauty of CDM is the network, right? So we can get information out all across the country and literally across the world with a push of a button. And that's really important. So you get access to all of our news and we're, you know, we're putting out massive amount of content, video, print every day. It's, it's a fire hose that we, but we try to really curate and focus on the most important stories because we can't cover everything but I guarantee you, you will get news from us on cdm.press or at the Georgia Record or one of our many other papers that you're not going to see anywhere else. So uh, please sign up for our no ad subscriptions. It really helps us plan for the future because that's, you know, uh, subscription money that we have coming in every month. It's 10 bucks a month or we have a yearly rate with a discount. It's really important. So please support us that way. Coming into 2024, we're going to have election coverage. We have a streaming channel in the works. Not sure exactly when that's going to happen, but it's going to happen. And just we're going to have additional distribution. Uh, I think Atlanta is going to be happy in a few weeks when we announce some things. So uh, we are growing up onwards and upwards and uh, we need your support. So thank you very much for watching the show and just support us on social media. Show your friends. Tell your friends. That's the biggest way to get around. We've got a, a really good show today to start the new year. We've got Field Searcy and Sam Carnline. I think I said that right. Am I, mm -hmm. am I pronouncing that right? I think so. So uh, they're going to talk to us uh, about some stuff happening in Georgia. We've got Steve Stern down in Florida talking to us about what we need to do in the new year to really get activated in the, the 24 election. You know, there's a lot of good things happening. There's a lot of hurdles to come. I like to tell people, you know, we, we're the Rangers. We just scaled the cliffs in Normandy and the whole German army's in front of us. So we got a lot of work to do and got to roll up our sleeves and, and work together, get to work, be smart, be efficient, be asymmetric and go after the, uh, the criminality in our system. So with that, uh, why don't we bring in our first guests? Okay. Bill? Hang on. We'll bring them on in. Field Sam. Thank you for joining us, gentlemen. Good evening. Thank you for inviting us. You bet, you bet. So it's already started off to be a, an amazing uh, week. Uh, later on in the show, we're going to talk about what happened with True the Vote um, and winning their case against Stacey Abrams' nefarious fair fight, uh, a trial that's been going on for three years. And lo and behold, an Obama-appointed judge ruled in True the Vote's favor. I will believe miracles do happen. So um, there's, there does seem to be a feeling of good things coming to pass. Um, you know, coming out of uh, the state election board uh, uh, hearing a couple of weeks ago, we saw some uh, cautious progress, I guess I'll call it, but really a, a sense of engagement and so forth. So tell us what you guys are up to. And I know you're planning some things. So uh, tell us what, what you're feeling from the groups that you work with and, and what the next steps may be. Go ahead, Sam. <clears throat> well, uh, January the 8th, um, the legislators go back to general session in the state of Georgia. And we would like to welcome them back to Atlanta from all across the state, all 159 counties and uh, try to get them to change the way we vote. Uh, we'd like to get away from the electronic voting machines that are tore up from the floor up, as the Halderman guy says, they, they can't be repaired. <laughs> so I've kind of tagged it as being the machines are tore up from the floor up and we just need to change the way we vote. And of course, uh, the gold standard 
is hand-marked paper ballots, like Florida and Alabama and 70% of the country uh, vote on, and that's what we'd like to do. So we're rallying, having a rally at the Gold Dome, January 8th. We're going to be there uh, at Liberty Plaza. Mm -hmm. And we've got some speakers. We've got uh, David Cross, who's been involved in this war, and Kim Brooks, and uh, of course, Garland Fabrito, who's been in the war for a lot longer than most of us have, and my hat's off to him for hanging in there the way he has. Mm -hmm. We got old Brian Pritchard, if y'all know him, he's going to speak to us just a little bit. And he's that shy and retiring guy, right? That's the one that kind of yeah. reserved and, and doesn't <laughs> ever say what's on his mind, whether yeah. it's just beneficial for him or not. He reminds <laughs> me of me, but he sounds like a Yankee, but. Uh, <laughs> oh, wow, <laughs> tough crowd, tough crowd tonight. <laughs> That's right. And then we have Bob Hoover. Now, Bob's little uh, two minutes, I noticed uh, on X, which is the previous Twitter, uh, not uh, not many, maybe it was a day or so ago, that his little clip of the state election board two minutes had been seen about 300,000 times. Wow. And uh, we got Tim Waters coming in to speak a little bit about uh, Joe Rossi uh, and what Joe's got going on. And then, Field, why don't you take it? Because uh, we got some paperwork to deliver to uh, some friends. Right. So the purpose is to have a press conference, and uh, hopefully Garland's going to have some um, groundbreaking news. Uh, he's going to give us a teaser on that. Everything comes through this week. But we are planning, we're going to have a handout and we're going to divide up into teams and we're going to our legislators. They gavel, gavel in about 10 o'clock. They'll have a vote on rules and they'll probably adjourn by 11. So we're going to do our rally presser at the same time. And then we'll split from there and we are, are breaking out into teams. We're going to go hand deliver this flyer to every legislator, Senate and House, Republican, Democrat. This is a nonpartisan issue. It's a civil rights issue mm -hmm. of our time that we all need to be involved in. And so that's what the plan is. We'll spend the rest of the day talking to them, meeting with them, hopefully getting them on the record about uh, where they stand on this. Um, it's past time to do something about it, but the momentum is gaining. We, you know, the true of the vote thing was great. Uh, Liz Harrington released a report uh, just yesterday. And Georgia was at the top of the list of fraud, election fraud. So um, we have that. And then we have the curling case is going to come up on the 9th. The bench trial is going to start, probably run about three weeks. So there's a lot of interest right now. We have a lot of uh, momentum that's going. We need as many people as possible to meet with us and uh, rally, and then we'll disperse from there to the, to the Capitol and the legislative office building to welcome our legislators. We're going to be polite. We're going to be respectful, but we're going to be firm because we are tired of waiting. It's been three years, and we have only gotten Band-Aids. We haven't got trust back in our elections. Yep. So uh, one, one, I wanted to, you know, really acknowledge BKP. I was actually on uh, with his show this morning and he's a good friend of, uh, of all of us and including uh, uh, CDM and the Georgia record. But um, I know that he was uh, promoting and looking forward to, uh, to be in there. So you're going to, you're going to start at 10 o'clock in Liberty Plaza have a press conference and then go across the street, both to the Capitol and the office building. Is that what I'm, what I understand? Yes. That's right. Okay. And, the, and, and if people get there early, I mean, I don't expect, I mean, people get there earlier, we'll get around the Capitol and, and greet the legislators as they go in the building before the 10 o'clock press conference call. So, you know, if you get there at nine, that'd be great. Yeah. Um, but we we want to have as many people from across this state as we can to show the legislators it's just not the couple of hundred that's been going to it. We, we'd love to show them that we've got more people behind us. Of course, it's a work day. 
and people work for a living, you know, and it's, uh, it is, it is that, but, um, there's a lot of us that are laying down our other duties and because it's that important to make sure yep. that these, these people get, you know, our, our desires to change the way we vote in this state. You all put together an interesting little promo that uh, has been making its way around the internet. Uh, let me take a minute, if I may, and uh, and show that to folks. Can I? Yeah, please. Do you know that Florida and Alabama vote on handmarked paper ballots? In fact, 70% of America vote on handmarked paper ballots. One person, one vote. If you feel like Jordan should vote, one person, one vote on handmarked paper ballots, be at the state capitol, the gold dome, Welcome legislators and demand we change the way we vote before the 24 elections. Be there January 8th, 10 a.m. Georgia State Capitol, Liberty Plaza. For more information, go to georgiansfortruth.org. That is amazing. I mean, I, I see television ads that are produced that well. That's great. <laughs> um, so as you say, this is a this is a very peaceful gathering. This is about providing information and and getting a dialogue started. So let's, I mean, if we can, let's talk openly about some of the stymies in the past. Um, one of the things that we've heard is that uh, some of the legislators have been open to looking at alternatives, yet very frankly, from uh, the governor on down, the, the message has been in some cases sent, you know, that I do not want paper, I, Brian Kemp, do not want paper ballots even discussed in certain situations. Or do we have a plan for uh, opening that dialogue or, or getting that started at least with uh, with the governor? Well, on our handout, we have, we're gonna have a list of actual bills that are already submitted in the, this current session that are gonna bring more transparency to our election process. And a lot of these have been championed by Garland Favorito at Voter GA. Um, there is one bill that was in the 21 session that was sponsored by uh, Burt Jones. He's now the Lieutenant Governor. We need to find a new sponsor for it, but basically it brings back handmarked paper ballots and uh, you know a hand count um, before certification. That's what we really need. We need to get back to where we do a full hand count every county, and we need to get back to paper ballots where you have a bold ballot that you know individual marks it, they verify it as they're marking it, they, they validate that their selections are what they want, their intent is known, mm -hmm. and then that, that is counted. What we have now, as we've all been talking about, is a QR code, which we can't read. We don't know what's in that QR code. We see some printed words on the ballot receipt, the selection summary, but it doesn't list all the candidates, doesn't list all the questions. It just says yes or no on the questions. So it's not a, a really a good way to know voter intent. At, at all. And you can't even do a risk limiting audit that means anything when you have a ballot that doesn't mean anything because we can't read it. We can't verify it. Right. So all we're asking is transparency in this process to do like, you know, Florida and Alabama do. They vote on handmark paper ballots. Back 70% of the country votes on handmark paper ballots and that we have a hand count before certification, preferably at the precinct will be where we need to do it because that would decentralize it. It takes a lot of the uh, burden out. When you centralize it, it creates more chaos. Mm -hmm. and it also creates less transparency. Right. We, when we, when we um, bring it back to the precincts and um, let our friends and our neighbors, they're the ones counting our ballots. Now there'll be people that argue, well, they can still, well, yeah, you can, but you can't algorithmically cheat when you're, hand counting it. Right. Awful tough to have people coordinate across precincts and across counties and everything else to have certain things happen. Um, the, as a reminder, you know, many countries around the world, even today, still use hand-marked paper ballots for the elections for the entire country. France is a good example. I think, you know, uh, the elections have been suspended in Ukraine, but prior to that, as I recall, they were using paper ballots. So the, the, this notion of, gosh, we just don't have enough hands and feet um, just doesn't hold water once you start looking at the numbers, especially given what we've already seen, the number of folks in Georgia that are willing to donate their time to 
um, see that we have a, an effective, accurate, timely um, election outcome. We've been, um, collecting name, we've been collecting names this whole year. Of people have you already? Volunteer, yes, sir. So, and you know, Bill, um, one of the things that we get pushed back on the term paper ballots, and we've been told, do not bring up the term paper ballot. Mm -hmm. Well, I hate it, but it's the gold standard, and it's the only way that we're going to get trust back to the Georgia voter. And Rasmussen says that 62% of the uh, uh, Georgians don't trust Georgia elections. That's a big number. It's a huge number. And uh, let's just say it's just 10%, but I think it's more like 80 <laughs> But um, we need to change the way we vote to get trust back uh from the so the Georgia voter will come out and, and vote. There's so many people that have told us, and we've been across the state, um, several, several, several counties. I can't even tell you how many this year or last year. And um, and you know, people would tell us, well, I don't even know that I'm going to vote anymore because why vote? They're going to select who they want anyway. Mm -hmm. And you know, that is just that's that's terrible. Um, I don't know of anything that is more harmful to our republic than the perception that elections are not accurate yep. and true. And so Field and I and you guys, and thank you guys for fighting every day to try to bring faith, trust, truth back to Georgia's elections because we owe it to Georgians, but we also owe it to the country. That's right. We owe it to our children. That's we do. right. And it, the first thing, and as a matter of fact, the president himself said it in this past, I think in his last speech or certainly his last couple speeches is you got to get out and vote. You have to participate because anything else is abdication. It's, it's walking away from your responsibility. You're contributing to the problem to not vote. Um, Greg, Greg Phillips in the, uh, election, uh, the elections held last year, first thing that he and Catherine and their organizations said was you must, you can beat this and you, but you must get out and vote. It was, uh, it was fascinating. Um, even before the, uh, the, uh, it's not a verdict, but a finding came out in their case. A couple of weeks ago, Catherine had taped a um, video. I don't have it prepared for this evening, but I probably will show it um, from time to time as we go forward. And in that, she had a very short message. It was only about 30 seconds. And she said, there are forces in this country that would like you to believe, like the popular populace to believe, that the game's over, that we've lost somehow. And she said, that's not so. We are winning and we will win because we've got, you know, God and the majority of the people on our side and we will win. This is before the, the uh, finding of the court case yesterday. So, um, you know, almost prophetic, maybe, um, but certainly confidence building. And I think that that same thing is what I'd like to see from the folks coming on Monday and uh to all of this as we go forward. Um, you mentioned you were going to be looking at um, various bills that need to pass. Uh, one of the things that we're going to be doing too, both through the Georgia record and here, is helping identify the bills that, um, that do need to pass so people can provide feedback to their legislators. Um, we'll have ways of them knowing how to contact their legislators directly um, for both phone call and email. But also, um, one of the things that the people know more, more than I do uh, that they caution on is just as important, know the bills that must not pass. And there are a few of those as well. So as you guys do your work in the coming weeks, um, I'm, I'm sure we'll uh, have ways for you to participate in sharing the ones that, that we do need to go forward, but also the ones that you know, that need to stop and, and why so that people can understand it. I think both are going to be critical because there's some there's some bad ones out there and uh, we've seen them before and they looks like they're trying to come back. And, you know, it's kind of like kind of like uh, 
uh, attack of the zombies. You know, you think he killed the bill and here it comes back up out of the ground again. So um, that's got to be part of our job. Phil says that it's the most dangerous how many ever days that we have each year is when legislators are in session. <laughs> what's what what what's the scariest thing you've ever heard hi i'm i'm with the government and i'm here to help <laughs> yeah all right gentlemen any uh how else can folks track what you're doing and um and be in touch and help you uh as you go forward well please go to our website georgiansfortruth.org you can uh sign up there to get on our mailing list and to volunteer for different things also, our X account, Georgians for Truth, our Facebook page. We have the video you played earlier, plus another one. Um, if people would go to those pages and share them, share that video as much as possible, as broadly as possible, that would be a great. Um, and of course, you can email us too, and we try to and get back. Fill, and fill your cars with people and be in Atlanta at the Gold Dome at Liberty Plaza, January the 8th. Bring everybody. Bring Granny. Bring the babies. Bring everybody. It's a family affair. Bring bring, bring Cousin Eddie. If he's <laughs> bring, bring Cousin Vern and his other Cousin Vern. That's all of them. Yeah. Bring your Alabama cousins. We'll be glad to have them. That's great. That's great. All right, gentlemen, thank you for all the work you're doing. I uh, I remember when we when we all first met. You came up and introduced yourself at the uh, convention last year, and boy, you guys have have really come a long way. You're doing amazing stuff. So thank you for that, and congratulations on progress to date. Right. We'll you, have Tom. you back Appreciate soon. You, Take care, guys. Appreciate you both. Bye bye. All right, Todd. So the financial markets have been kind of crazy. Uh, You've got Bitcoin spiraling all over the place. Uh, you've got equities going up, going down, gold's moving all around. Probably a good time to talk to an advisor as to what you should be doing because, um, you know, the portfolio as you retire is very important uh, to make sure you got money coming in. And also, if you're younger, what where you should be putting your money to grow to retirement. So David Cross is our financial advisor. You all know him as he's the second vice chair of the GOP in Georgia. Uh, but he's a great sponsor of ours and uh, run David's ad for us, Bill. Thanks. This is a special report. Knowing how to invest your money is harder than ever before. Dealing with stock market volatility, record debt, and terrorist attacks requires new thinking. At U.S. Asset Management, we can help you see the world more clearly so that you can move beyond the chaos and invest with confidence. Call us, visit us online, or drop by our office. U.S. Asset Management, helping you make better decisions with your money. So I was introduced to Steve Stern recently, and I had a long conversation with him on the phone the other day, and I said, let's get on the camera, Steve, and talk about the new year. He's one of these guys that knows everybody and uh, spends 14 hours a day, and I think he's 82, but he's still going strong, and uh, I thought it would be good to interview Steve and Get his thoughts about uh, where the country is and, and what we should be doing uh, going forward. So I'll, I'll click this, Bill. So we were lucky enough to sit down with Steve Stern this week. Steve, welcome to the show. He's the vice chairman of the Broward Republican Executive Committee in Florida and also CEO of the Steve Stern. Or what's the exact company, Steve? The, yeah, the flagshirt.com, as you see all the flag shirts behind us. Right, That's right. Yeah. A lot of stuff to that, you know what I mean? The patriotism has dropped from kind of 63% down to 39 so we're trying to instill it on everybody. I wear this all over, and many people ask me, you know, are you a Republican? I said, of course, that's why I'm wearing my shirt, and I flipped my card. <laughs> so you are uh, extremely active. We had a long conversation this week, and you're plugged into everybody. So I wanted to have you on at the start of the new year, so you can really give us your thoughts on 24. Where should people be focused, what is happening, what's important, what's not. So I think I want to wish everybody a happy new year because, you know, I've been working right through the new year and, you know, I was up a couple of weeks ago with General Flynn and, you know, he's a little frustrated because um, people aren't voting. You know, we, we ask people to go out and vote. So I think we got to really get our attention to try to get people to vote. And how we're going to do that, we got to install and instill 
uh, confidence in them. And that's what we're trying to do for this year, because if we lose 5% of the vote, which mm -hmm. happened in Arizona when they couldn't, you know, get into the polls and everything. So right. there's so many people working on so much stuff, you know, I'd like to bring some of the things together. So I think the first thing, uh, sometime in January, uh, you know, I spoke to Steve Bannon. He's going to uh, uh, try to help us um, try to let people know about the border. I think mm -hmm. one of the most important things is the border, because as you know, 10 million people have come in, maybe more now, maybe it's up to 11 million people. And really the Democrats are letting them come in to get their vote. They're giving them voter registration cards. They're giving them green cards. They're giving them money. And, you know, we're going to let the people know. We're going to try to get 6 million people to call the congressmen and congresswomen and senator in January because evidently they don't know the border's open because if they knew the border was open, they'd do something about it. So especially the Republicans and even some of the Democrats, because you notice the Arizona uh, governor started saying something, hey, this is hurting us you know we we can't afford to have all these people come in who's going to pay for them so each of these cities and states are incurring huge debts uh california's got up to about 65 million new york probably about 30 million maybe more chicago mm -hmm. so all these states and people maybe they're just turning their head around because you see some of these news articles and news stories and and um even on uh, left-leaning TV, they start to show these cities where you got a hundred people laying in the street trying to get, uh, you know, areas. And now some of these, um, governors and mayors are letting them go into the hotel. So here we got our veterans who are sleeping in the street, uh, get nothing. And these people, you know, coming in the country, they're getting $5,000 gift card. They're getting food. They're getting shelter. They're getting medicine. They're getting schooling. Well, mm -hmm. who the heck is paying for it? So we got to get the people to wake up. And what I tell them to do is I tell them to go to precinctstrategy.com. So why is that important? www.precinctstrategy.com. Dan Schultz and Steve Bannon worked on this for 14 years, getting people involved in the Republican Party. And we kind of hit a, a, a shot at 200,000 people. So my goal for this year is get another 40,000, 50,000 people because people are realizing what's happening. And... They want to get involved. We see this, you know, as the I got involved as the vice chair of the Republican Party here in Broward to uh, see what's really happening and getting in on the management end. So when you become a precinct committee man and what that is, is every county in the United States has a Republican and Democrat executive county committee in each state is different. So if you go to precinctstrategy.com to the website of Dan Schultz, you can find out how to get involved. And what do you get when you get involved? What happens? Well, you attend meetings. You get candidates elected. So let's start on getting candidates elected. The second most important thing that we can do besides the border is getting people elected. And that's what you do through our committees. And, um, you know, it's a very important because it, even the little mayors and the county commissioners and the you know judges and et cetera, et cetera, and every county is important. So if you don't get people uh, elected and if you don't get people in your county committee, so in Brown County, we've got 286 people. If we had a thousand, we could do a lot more. You know, you know yeah. that the percentages of people actually working are about 10, 15 percent. So we get a lot of people that come in and they sit around, you know, and they say, well, I'm busy, I'm working. And I understand that. But I'm 82. Yeah. And if I can spend 14 hours a day, certainly somebody else can spend a half an hour, an hour a day. And if you get a million people to spend an hour a day, that's a million hours. We could do a lot with that. Let me ask you that before you move on. I'm on the Miami-Dade Republican Executive Committee, you know, because I heard Dan Schultz talking about this exact thing. And we haven't had a very nice reception <laughs> at the Miami-Dade rec, to be honest. And they've been pretty duplicitous at, at trying to keep people out. So how do you deal with that? Do you see that in Broward? I think it's across Florida. No, uh, it's, it's different uh, committees. Uh, Miami has been uh, terrible for six years. Mm -hmm. um, and until you get a... Um, a chairman that really wants to get people involved. But I see people getting in like Drianna Sixto, who yeah. works, she's a, 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 not, not a member, but a, an associate member. Um, she's the kind of people you want to get in. So you start to start voting people in. And I have a list. Actually, I've worked in trying to get people in Miami mm -hmm. uh, involved more. And uh, how did we do this and how are we going to do this? You got to get somebody as a leader. If you get a leader, they start getting people attracted and you overwhelm them. You get 100 people to the meeting standing at the door, you know, you're going to do that. But if you don't get a leader, which we haven't seen in Miami yet, 
it's not going to happen. Triana's terrific. She works for Turning Point USA, mm -hmm. which is extremely important today. Uh, Turning Point Action, which gets young people involved. Charlie Kirk is working on it. Of course, uh, you know, Charlie is trying to do this by himself. So we have the same problem. We, If he would coordinate with Dan uh, and myself uh, instead of Scott Presslow, Scott Presslow is doing it all himself. you got to get an organization. So let's go back to Miami. You asked how to do it. You're in yeah. there. Yeah. You've got to bring more MAGA people in. Once you get it in, and you know this happens in a lot in Florida. We we've had some areas, but I can tell you that Naples, Fort Myers, uh, Newport Ritchie, Tampa, you know many areas who are um, who are um, rhinos and establishing people have been turned into MAGA people. Now the problem is to keep those chairs as long as you can, because a lot of these chairs, you know, after six eight years they get tired and they go somewhere else, like Barnett did in um, in uh, Palm Beach. And um, all of a sudden you got a new chair and he wants to get rid of all the older people and get all the younger people, which, you know, is good in a way. But you got to keep the older people because they have guidance and, uh, you know, take away responsibility. You can't do that. So let's get back to Miami. If you get another 100 people in and Miami is huge, as you know, I come from Miami originally. I went to Miami High University of Miami. There are people out there, but nobody's contacting. Them. So the whole key, what I tell everybody and we have a group of. Miami people, about 20 or 30, you know who they are. They're mm -hmm. MAGA people. They got to get more people involved. So let's take the rest of the country because this happens all over. We got this in Pennsylvania. We got this in other areas. But here's here's the good news. We have people like Tina Celine in California who called me after watching me on um, Bannon. And this has exploded. Um, she started about nine months ago, and she started getting me one person every day to contact. Uh, we, we got 175, 200 people. And those 200 people got 10,000 people involved. So they wanted to turn California red and it's going to be difficult. But what we're finding out, I am in, you know, have my own podcast and I'm interviewing a lot of candidates. So that's another important we want to talk about today. I have interviewed about 50 candidates in California, West Virginia, Florida, um, Ohio, different areas. And we're finding out that it's, it's difficult for these candidates. One, they're having trouble getting um, uh, financing. Uh, they don't have the right administrative people. Uh, so we're telling them to get to the Leadership Institute. I don't know if you know the Leadership Institute. No, tell us about it. Yeah, so the Leadership Institute, if you go online, they teach candidates how to run. And one of my candidates who uh, who was running for an office said he went to Harvard and one other school to get into a course to teach him. Now, I'm going behind this guy 100% because he's trying. You know what I mean? A lot of these candidates, sure, they want to run, but they're running against Democrats who have big financing and they've got to learn. You know, and, and again, we're going to get all this research and we're going to try to give it to them once we get it. You know what I'm saying? It's yeah. uh, you're a one man show. I'm a one man show. We got to get more people involved. So uh, Leadership Institute is a way to go. That's something a lot of people don't know. Uh, getting rid of the machines. You ask what's important. We got Lindell. We got Michelle Swinnick in Arizona, who's working 12 hours a day when I call her, she's on the phone, you know, she's on TV, she's on Bright Tea on TV. Yeah. Uh, and we have to get many of these podcasters and TV shows to start to get people like you and me on it because we got to spread the word. So if you listen to a lot of these podcasts, yeah, they're telling you what's wrong with the country and they're not, you know, giving advice. So as you know, we have this big podcast um, and we have this Zoom meeting uh, for election integrity where you were on. We had... Mm -hmm. um, General Flynn, uh, we had Lindell, we had Liz Harrington for President Trump, we had Wayne Root, Colonel Mills, mm -hmm. uh, Cody Williams, uh, Tony Shoup, and Audrey um, uh, uh, Campbell from Moms for America. So Moms for America, what I've started to do is, and and you see the picture of Trump and myself in the back, yeah. uh, with him about a year ago. Um, uh, I've been with him since, uh, different things, but we talked about getting people involved and he said, yeah, I'm going to do it. And Liz Harrington was there with about eight or 10 of his secretaries, my wife, my grandson. He said he would start to talk about it at his rallies. Well, he hasn't done that and we don't know why we're going to get back to him and try to find out, <laughs> but he's been so busy running all over the country. Uh, he's got a little bit going on right now. <laughs> I would say probably more than the rest of the world put together because yeah, yeah, between yeah. the lawsuits and between, right. you know, entertaining at uh, Mar-a-Lago, getting, you know, every day there's pretty much there's an, an event at Mar-a-Lago, which he speaks at. Mm -hmm. So I would say he probably speaks of the 365 days a year, be, over 365, because he's talking twice a day on, on different events. And, you know, of any person, we need a clone. You know, we got to figure out how to clone and we got the yeah. AI. <laughs> yeah. 
We need so, a uh, finger. Yeah. yeah, and a couple other things that you asked about what we want to do for the new year. Um, we found out that, um, you know, Dr. Robert Epstein has told us how Google has swayed the election. Uh, mm -hmm. we, we know that uh, all these uh, show guys are uh, talking about things. We know that uh, President uh, Biden has hired 100 influencers to um, influence on TikTok. Now, mm -hmm. the Republicans didn't even think of this. He's got them influencing kids 10 to 16 on you know, being socialistic and, you know, and, and, and type of these things. So we have a big job ahead of us. I mean, I've got people all over the country. I, I always like to talk about them. And another thing is if you want to get a hold of me and get involved, I always put my name and number up on all the shows. doesn't matter if you're in Georgia, Texas, wherever you are. Um, you can go to me at sstern1054 gmail.com. You can call me at 954-318-6902 because believe it or not, a lot of people don't know how to get involved. I mean, you would think it's a very simple thing. And how did I find this out? I was in Las Vegas uh, with Paul Bodine uh, at the Clay Clark event, uh, mm -hmm. maybe about four or five months ago. And I, <clears throat> I'm standing there. I see there's a Paul had a Republican booth and I'm coming up there and I see people walking over and saying, you know, we'd like to get involved. So I started interviewing him and asking, well, wait a minute, don't you know how to get involved? He said, well, you know, we see the Republican Party, but we really don't know that there is county committees or executive committees so what we decided to do at every clay clock event we're having a booth so we had one in miami after this we signed up 400 people mm -hmm. um you could see what we did was we got and i tell this to people to get this all the time we had a card we had people sign up i got the 400 cards i'm calling them you can't call them all at one time and don't let the other people call to find out what they want to do and how to get involved so we did this in california and they got a ton of people i'm waiting for the cards back here and we also had the candidates, you know, they had 3,000 people at that event. So we had candidates get, giving out their cards so they could get some publicity. So um, this is just some of the things, you know, uh, I, I think one of the most important things uh, of anything in the election is getting people off the voter rolls. So we have a girl in Connecticut, Linda Sinkowitz. Yeah, we've um, interviewed Linda. Yeah. Right. So, you know, fightvoterfraud.com. Uh, we're helping her. They were in my office last week with mm -hmm. a couple of people so we're we're seeing people all the time because i believe she's one of the few that are actually doing action you know we have joe von pulitzer who has you know telling people what to do and we have we have um cleta mitchell telling people what to do but the key thing is where are the organizations that are going to take these people even lindell you know lindell's organization um uh the uh the plan to secure the election doesn't really have an organization where to get hundreds of people together and get out in the street to do this. They give information and they go to other organizations to be able to do this. So we're trying to find a way to get everybody together, you know, in the one leadership group. And that's been the big problem. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. But we do have some success stories. You know, you always like to hear success stories. You're in Georgia. So we got Marcia McCarthy. So I'm sure, you know, uh, she's terrific. She's on uh, one of the chairs. Uh, we got Sally Grubbs again. But we need more people in, in Georgia to step up. Um, on our Zoom, uh, we had we started with about 10 in Georgia. We now have close to 75. We need 1,000 because Georgia yeah. is one of the, the prime areas where we know that they cheated. We can't, you know, you, you see it on TV. I mean, how people can't see them putting in the, the ballots three times on TV. And I watch that. You watch that. And you say to yourself, taking things out from under the table. Sure. And a judge says you have no standing. Makes no sense. So. There's so many people colluding that it's crazy. You know what I'm saying? And of course, they always say to you, hey, you haven't proven it. Because I speak to a lot of left-leaning Democrats said, well, if there was cheating, how come you can't prove it? Well, it's hard to prove when the judges won't allow it through when you have the evidence. Yeah, they, they want nothing is lost on the merits. You're right. It's exactly. all about standing. Although we're starting to get see some cracks in Georgia. You know, we're this is the Georgia 24 show, and we're getting – uh, I, I think we've had a big impact and th th I think they're nervous. So that's progress. <laughs> well, yeah, but you know, the thing is that the election's coming up soon. Yeah. And one thing that I spoke to president Trump about, I said, well, <laughs> where's your organization of election integrity people? Jovan was down there speaking to him for about an hour and a half, about three, four weeks ago. <clears throat> and he has no organization on election integrity. Well, how do we coordinate with his campaign to help him do this unless he gets that? So we're working on a big event, <clears throat> which we'll try to tie him on and 
sometime in late January, I'm sorry, sometime in late February or early March, we're going to have a, um, uh, you know, we had this Flag Day event. We had 46 speakers. So we're going to have this event. We're trying to tie it in with the Broward Republican Party, uh, either at the golf community or at Mar-a-Lago, where we're going to go on eight hours with people all around the country that are involved in precinct strategy. So people like um, Liz Nader in New Jersey can let everybody know there's a common sense club. She started a year ago with uh, maybe 30 people. They have now 145,000. So if we can do this in New Jersey, we can do this every state. So we have to reach out. Uh, Rumble uh, has said that they would cooperate us. They're going to try to get a million people to get on this thing or see it. So that's going to be important. And we're going to try to tie it in with President Trump, maybe get him on there for an interview and ask people to get involved at this particular point. Because when he asks people to get involved, you get 10,000 people because he goes to a zoo, you know, to one of his rallies. He has 40,000 people. Do we know these people get involved? No, because when you watch it on TV, on RSVN or whatever is on, you know, they interview people on uh, Real America Voice. And, you know, they say you see 20 people said they're county committee people, but you don't see a thousand people saying that. You know what I'm saying? So that means that of 40,000 people, maybe there's 100 people in the audience that are involved. So we could use his help in doing that. And again, we're going to try to do this through every channel that we can do that. But the thing is, we need channels. You know, I've been up with General Flynn numerous times. Again, he has some channels. But you know what I find out, which is the funniest thing? Everybody calls Stern here to ask him for information about how do I get in touch with Bannon? How do I get in touch with Trump? How do I get in touch with you? How do I get in touch with all these people? But nobody calls me and said, hey, Steve, I want to give you this information. I've got to dig, find out, spend hours getting people's numbers, trying to find out things. And, you know, what are the people helping us? And I know you probably know them too. Yournews.com. I just spent three days sending out 2,000 individual texts to let people know about yournews.com. And why is that? Because they're allowing people to get on there and post all these different articles. He's got a million viewers. And the more people we can get this out to, um, the better it's going to be. And, you know, you ask, what are we going to do in two, in the 2024? We lose track of even the thing. We're working with Moms for America. You could see this little brochure. I was on mm-hmm. there uh, did an interview with them and they got 139,000 people. Now, who else do we want to get but Monster America? Because these are the people that are getting to the school boards. Right. Now, we know that the schools are some of these in, important things that have um, brainwashed these kids. I have a couple of girls that granddaughters that went to Northwestern University and you can't talk to anything about them about conservatism. They're all give it all free. You know, the, you know what they teach them. Yeah. So Monster Liberty are going to change the ways these things are taught in school. I mean, um, how did this happen? Well, when the pandemic hit, many of these parents started watching the computers and seeing what the kids were learning. And they said, wow, this is crazy. And why did this happen before? Because, you know, as a parent, most of the parents came, kids came home. What'd you get? Did you get all A's? Did you get B's? They didn't ask what they were learning and they didn't look at the books. You know what I'm saying? So these are just some of the things that, you know, we work on and, you know, we have a lot of different sites and, uh, one of the big problems that I find out is that you're getting 100 texts a day from people. Every day they have all these things to look at. Well, if you looked at everything that they send you, it would take you a week just to, oh, on a right. day. You're right. So we've got to get a, a national way to get this information out. Because, you know, if you had 50 million people on your site, you get this information out once. It goes to 50 million people and the discussion. But you got to spread this to 10 in Georgia. 100 in Georgia, 1,000 in Georgia. They got to spread it to the rest of the country. That could take a month. You know what I'm saying? Well, guess what, Steve? CDM is a national network, and we have papers all across the country. So there you go. All right. Well, that's a start. <laughs> you know what I mean? And that's how we got together. And we you learn this thing because, you know, yeah. my, I'm learning that guy. You know, yeah. I've been in business. Good. I'm celebrating this year my 70th year in business. You don't find too many people 70 years in business. And we have... A lot of different uh, sites. We do ladies, men's, and everything. But the thing is, I learn something every day. You know I what I'm saying? Yeah. The more people we can get this out to, the more business you're going to do. So I spend 80% of my time on the politics, 20% of the time on the business. And, you know, I gave most of the business to my son because at my age, you know, who wants to spend all that time on business? We've done this before. And, you know, it's very important. Another thing is people are asking me, well, how do um, candidates – get 
support and everything. So we started, and I say, shouldn't say we, I'm on the board helping them, DrainTheSwampUSA.com. DrainTheSwampUSA.com. Go to that site. If you have a candidate you want to get um, supported, please go to that site, but they got to be a MAGA guy. If you want to get a podcast for a candidate, now, why did I start doing this? Because the candidates, all you know, the, the smaller guys, when I say smaller guys, I've been up with Kerry Lake a couple of weeks ago, you know, and I talked to her about certain things and they, she has support, but most of these candidates don't have the support that she does. So we've got to get the people to get support. So I'm doing these podcasts because then you could give them the clip. They can send it out to their people, at least understand who they are or else how do they do it? You know what I'm saying? So this yeah. is a great avenue. So if any of you out there listening have a candidate that you want uh, to get a clip on, we do a 10 minute interview usually. And, um, you know, we'll interview you later this week and we get it out. So people know who CDM is. Uh, yeah. How do people know? How are they going to know how it is? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. No, you're right. You're right. So in yeah. our remaining minutes, uh, you have some questions you want to ask. I'm glad to answer. So uh, tell us about your relationship with 45. Have you, you've talked to him multiple times, right? <laughs> well, <clears throat> I was pretty lucky. Um, uh, Martha Benetta Fain, about uh, two years ago, introduced me to him <clears throat> because one of my candidates was running for office. And um, she brought me up in the uh, in the Fort Lauderdale arena where he was. It was mm -hmm. 25 people that went into him. And, you know, I said when I took a picture with him, is I have a couple other pictures, but I, I try to update the pictures. This was a few mm -hmm. years ago. But anyway, as I was taking the picture, I said, Do you know what precinct strategy was? He said he didn't. And, you know, I told him a couple of say, you know, you got two minutes. Yeah. And then then we had a round table. So he said to me, I was the third speaker. He said, Steve, if I knew about precinct strategy on my last election, which was the one he lost, I would have won the election. So you would think you would think that he would, um, you know, really be doing this. So, you know, I think President Trump, one of the problems that I see is, you know, most of the people around him don't want to tell him what he wants to hear. They want to tell him they want to agree with him. And yeah. that's the thing that I don't do when I was up there. And and because of that he actually endorsed one of my candidates two days before the election. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So the thing is that <clears throat> many times when I've been up in Mar-a-Lago, you know, I always say precinct strategy. So it strikes his head because, you know, th this man, this president has taken more pictures, I think, than anybody that I've ever seen. And he's very cordial in taking pictures, shaking people's hands. That's why he's going to be our next president if all goes the way it should be. And if, you know, if things don't happen in the election. So one of the things that we're trying to do, we're trying to take places like Philadelphia, Pittsburgh. Detroit, all these towns where, you know, they cover up what's going on. We find a lot of people turning, a lot of the um, the poorer people see what's yeah. happening. We're hoping that somebody's going to turn state's evidence and actually show what they do to cheat. You know what I'm saying? Because we sure. know if if you block, as, as happened in uh, Philadelphia, you block the windows so you can't see anybody. Yeah, you put the people back 27 feet so they can't see anything. Does that make any sense? You know that they're not uh, telling the truth when they say that. So, uh, uh, and other things about President Trump, you know, talking to him, when he talked around the table, he spoke to 25 people. He asked questions all the time. Mm -hmm. He always asked people questions to get answers. Now, whether he follows that or not, we don't know. But I would say of, of he's, he, people like Bannon, they have a knowledge of everything that's going on. They, they know what how to change things. And you don't find a lot of people like that. You know what I'm saying? So uh, I think President Trump is, you know, terrific. I mean, I've never seen a guy go as, you know, look, he's on a he's on the plane somewhere doing something every day of his life, pretty much. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Or he's playing golf with somebody famous. But right after the golf at his golf tournament, he sits down and he takes pictures of people, autographs, whatever you want. He's visible, but, you know, not visible. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And yeah, really, yeah. Yeah, many people call me and I say, look, go to Mar-a-Lago at one of the events, pay for the event, you'll get to see them. And they do. And, you know, I mean, a lot of people try to find out, you know, the events that are happening there because they don't know. You know what I'm saying? So I work mm -hmm. a little closely with Martha Benetta. She has a lot of events. Uh, I was lucky enough to go down in uh, Miami to see uh, General Flynn. We talked. I got. I brought in a gentleman from um, Vermont, um, uh, McCoy, uh, um, who's running for um uh senate against um one of one of the bad people in vermont uh uh bernie sanders right uh who would like to get out of there and you know one of the things that people waking up we have a lot of 
Democratic and independent candidates who are been there forever. And I think people are waking up. We got to change them. You know what I'm saying? So that's one of yeah. the things, you know, President Trump listens. He has a lot of people around him and then he makes his decision. So I always end up the interviews with action, action, action. Let's take action. Let's get involved again. Get a hold of me if you'd like to. S Stern 1054 Gmail or call me. I'm glad to answer. I answer every phone call. I go to the flagshirt.com. And I tell a lot of people, you know, even though it's my company, buy a flag shirt, show you're patriotic when you go out and you knock on doors because you're going to find out right away and that people are patriotic. They want to be patriotic. They love this country. But a lot of people are afraid to say that, you know what I'm saying, yeah, which is true. crazy. True. You can make a big difference. Exactly. Steve, we're out of time, but uh, got to get to our next guest. But thank you very much for coming on. Take care. See you soon. You got it. Thanks for having me. Can you pull that down or I need to do that? I guess I need to do that. There we go. Oh, <laughs> I think you're on mute. There we go. Okay. <laughs> a little production problems there. He's All a good. fascinating gentleman. Not, now, you know, compare that to like a Jeb Bush. You know, Steve is a high energy guy, you know. Yeah, so. high energy 82 year old. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Fascinating gentleman. <laughs> I want to be that high energy when I'm 82. God, God love it's you. Not too far from now. Yeah. I'm, I'm, uh, we're going to do more with Steve down the road. He's well-connected. I don't know how it'll play out, but uh, we're going to be more involved with that whole neck of the woods, if you will. So one of the things we want to do in 24 is uh, really not just focus on the election, but focus on your resilience as to whatever's coming our way in 24. I think everybody understands this is going to be a pivotal year. It could be a dangerous year. It could be, a, uh, a scary year, but it also, the more you're prepared and the more you're ready and the more you are able to withstand the shocks, then the better the whole country will be. Cause I do believe we'll get through this in a positive way at the end. And one of the ways to do that is food security. Our cattleman in Nebraska, Glade Miller Smith, you can get beef that is fantastic. I had some last night from my last stash. It's time to order more for me. But, uh, you know, my daughter loves it. She loves picking out what to cook and it's no mRNA and uh, you can feel good about putting it in your family's stomach. So uh, run an ad for us, Bill. Thank you. It's going to be a good day. Monday, we do have a little bit left available here. Check us out, familyfarmbeefbox.com. Thanks. Have a good day. Thank you kindly, Bill. <laughs> Always brings a smile. <laughs> so the, the flip side of that is, uh, you know, I, I was talking to Marjorie Wildcraft, and, and she said there's three things you can do to survive in, in a if the grid goes down or whatever. It's a good garden, uh, rabbits and chickens. And so one of the things for nutrition is obviously the, the nu nutrients that are in plants and how to provide that nutrition yourself. Even if you're older, even if you're out of shape, even if you don't have much space, you can do it. And Marjorie Wildcraft is the one to help you. And it's also not just food. It's, it's plant medicines, how to do basic, uh, you know, medical, uh, pharma, not pharmaceuticals, but you, you can, you can create medicines from natural things that we have and what we how people used to live. And she's got all of this information. So it's the Grow Network at cdmfood.com. Check it out. I think you'll enjoy it. I, I watch one of her videos. I watch several a week. She's got a lot of content, uh, but it's something I really enjoy learning about. And you never know when something like that is going to come in handy. So, Bill, I think we want to talk about some things. What are we going to talk about tonight? So uh, we, we started the show talking about the finding uh, that was uh, published by the uh, uh, federal judge w uh, who oversaw the True the Vote case. Mm -hmm. Came out yesterday, found in favor of True the Vote uh, and against Fair Fight. There's some other facts that are ancillary to the case that, um, very frankly, I've been cautious of because 
um, as the judge was considering the case, I wanted to make sure that, you know, we weren't doing anything that, uh, or no, none of us would, were doing anything that would somehow um, unduly influence or sway the, the court's feelings. Um, you'll also recall that in the last couple of weeks, a number of uh, pieces of information have come out regarding uh, what uh, Raffensperger's office did and didn't do. Um, some of the obfuscation that uh, Joe Rossi met uh, in trying to pursue the findings that he uh, that he and uh, Kevin Monkla uncovered back in as late as uh, 21. And luckily, they got the governor's office to look at it after Gabe Sterling and members of the um, secretary of state's office just sort of ignored their their concerns and complaints. Um, just before the uh, True the Vote uh, trial began, Catherine Engelbrecht had issued a uh, notarized affidavit, which I, I'm not sure if it became part of the uh, case documents or if it was simply a public uh, affidavit, but it had some fascinating information in it. And I want to go back now that we know what Joe Rossi had uncovered and some of the things that happened that apparently folks were trying to stand in the way of things that Joe and his team were uncovering. I wanted to share some of this. Um, so this is again, the, the courthouse where the, uh, where the trial was held uh, for truth vote against uh, fair fight. Uh, and again, the finding came out uh, yesterday that uh, the, the judge who is an Obama appointee, but, uh, based on this finding, it appears that uh, this is in align alignment with what other folks and I saw in that courtroom. They seem to fail to bring up certainly sufficient evidentiary support for the plaintiff's position. Consequently, the judge found for true the vote. But I'm, I'm going to come back to this slide in just a minute because this tells you where we're faced, what we're faced with for this year. But as part of, uh, of this, again, Catherine Engelbert issued a, uh, an affidavit. In, in that, she disclosed that she and her team had met with Brad Raffensperger on December 16th, 2020. So approximately five weeks or so after the general election and before the runoff election in 2021. She met with Brad Raffensperger, Jordan Fuchs, and Ryan Germany. Um, Jordan Fuchs was assistant secretary of state at the time. Ryan Germany was, uh, I think, general counsel or one of the count, one of the attorneys for the uh, office. Her stated intent, based on the affidavit, was to provide data that they were going to go public with, and also they would be uh, helping citizens across Georgia file um, challenges against 364,000 and change ineligible registration records based on address discrepancies. I think there were some other things in there too, but a lot of it was addresses. So the intent was to, to avoid surprising the Secretary of State with this and to hopefully work with them to figure out what, what can be done to help ease the resulting strain on the counties uh, who would be called upon to clean these up. So two comments that she recalls from that meeting. One was Ryan Germany, and I'm going to paraphrase her quote, but Ryan Germany described the process of challenging ineligible voter registrations as one that should be, quote, easily managed. Uh, that's a fascinating uh, mm -hmm. characterization. And two... When they disclosed the number involved, Secretary Raffensperger took out a pen and a piece of paper, wrote some notes for a few seconds, and then said, um, and again, she paraphrased, yeah, it should be about that number. Lots of people move every year, and they'd still be on the rolls. Okay. So essentially what you're saying is Raffensperger admitted to True the Vote that there was hundreds of thousands of bad people on the voter rolls. Precisely. Yeah. And he did it on December 16th. And she filed an affidavit notarized to this effect. To that effect. Now, this didn't this didn't come out in quite this way until she did this affidavit. And I think the timing is critical in all of this. 
But think now to the next stage. What happened two weeks later? So this was the meeting on December 16th that these 360,000-plus ineligible records were surfaced. The the challenges were filed. Two days later, Fair Fight files a case against True the Vote to try to stop this process. But when was the so much discussed call between President Trump and Brad Raffensperger that is now the deep subject of 19 indictments and so many other things that have come from this. It was on January 2nd, about two weeks later. Mm-hmm. In that call, Brad Raffensperger, Ryan Germany, Jordan Fuchs, and perhaps some others um, were on this call with President Trump. My question is, did Raffensperger disclose in that call on January 2nd, that he had been given information and essentially agreed that 360,000 elector records were ineligible in Georgia. And the margin of victory was 12,000 votes. So you're talking exponential. That's correct. Um, Yeah. Now, what's interesting, I'm going to go backwards here for just a minute, and and we'll talk about something that Greg Phillips issued yesterday. He issued a... Pardon me, a post on Truth Social. It basically said this is the way things were um, uh, in 2020. Uh, There were 70,000 plus of those 360,000 that were ineligible. 70,000 of them voted in the general election, and over 40,000 of them voted in the runoff. 70,000 in the general election, 40,000 of those voted in the runoff. Again, many times the amount of victory for Biden. That's correct. Mm-hmm. And where do we stand today? Has it gotten any better? No. Today, according to uh, Greg's post, we're at about four. I'm, I'm having a little trouble reading it. I think it's about 430,000 currently. So it's worse. It's worse today than it was in 2020 because, again, Nothing's been done to fix this. And Raffensperger put it in the cloud, so you don't know what's going on. That's right. Add that to what Rossi and jo- Joseph Rossi, I, sh- I should say, Kevin Monkla and others have reported about their experiences finding errors in the Secretary of State's office's work. And this begins to, to make a very ominous, dark picture for me. Especially since the they're now trying to get the FBI to investigate Moncla and threatening threatening the truth tellers, essentially. That's correct. So this is a this is a tough story. This part mm-hmm. of the story is tough. Mm-hmm. But but I will go back to what I said earlier about um, something Catherine posted. We're going to show it. Uh, on, I did not cue it for this evening, but I will show it in in sh- future shows. Several weeks ago, she had posted a video that said, you know, there are there are forces that would want us to lose hope, to believe that this game is over. We've lost. And she said, that is not true. Well, we have to work harder. We do. But but most importantly, we've got to face what we're dealing with. Mm -hmm. And we simply have to commit that we are going to stop this and win. And and two weeks later or, or several weeks later. Boom, here comes the verdict in this three-year case against Fair Fight. So do I believe that uh, she knows what she's talking about? You bet You bet your boots I do. Sure. And that's and that's the, the key message out of all of this. We get problems. We know where they are. We know where some of them are anyway. You face it. You say, yep, I got it. I'm going to do something about it and get involved, and we are going to fix this. And a good way on Monday is to go down to the Capitol and make your voices heard. A very, a very good closer to that part of the conversation. You're absolutely right. That's a, that's a great first way to get involved if you haven't yet. Um, mm-hmm. Be a great time to be with people. It's not, it's not going to be, uh, uh, you know, confrontational in any way. It'll be very peaceful and professional. But we'll get a chance to hopefully chat with some of the legislators and welcome them back to their role and and also ask for their help in moving in a better direction. Fantastic, Bill. Anything else for the evening? That's it. We're going to uh, have some new uh, uh, some new dynamics in the show as we go forward. We're going to get uh, much more involved in what's going on with actual bills, good and bad. 
Um, I'm hoping that we'll have some people that we will count on on a regular basis that will uh, give us that insight on, uh, if not every show, every other show. And uh, we will help guide people into what they need to know as we get into uh, this legislative legislative session. And I'll just put the word out. If you're a business that uh, wants to save the Republic and uh, not scared to advertise with the Georgia record or the Georgia 24 show, uh, contact us on the, on Georgia record.com. We'd love to have you and talk to you about advertising. And uh, you know, this is the way we save the Republic. The show has been very impactful and is only going to get more so into November. So, With that, take us out, Bill. Thank you. That's great. Thank you, Todd.